Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And today we have a very special episode, something that's been talked about for quite a long time now. I have my friend Joe on the show. Joe, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, bro. I can, can't describe how excited I am to finally be on. I feel like it's been like three, four years in the making. Dude, it's been way too long. Yeah, this is way overdue. So many false promises, but I'm glad I can finally keep this one and finally have you on the show. Um, for sure. people who are unfamiliar to you, you know, this is like something I like to do. You know, we were originally a video game podcast and that's not going away, but I think it's a really great icebreaker to get people familiar with you and your taste. Um, cause I just think it's really fun, but like, what was your favorite video game growing up? Uh, now, for me now? growing, I mean, growing up, I'd say growing up, it's the classics, dude, like Mario, Mike Tyson's punch out the original Nintendo, the super, uh, not the super NES, just the original NES. Yeah, Ninja Turtles, like just, just, the, just the graphics. They're still, they're, they still hold up today. Yeah, you know, I, I don't get tired of playing those games ever. No, they're, uh, they're pretty good, man. They're pretty solid. There's, there's a reason why video games are so popular today because of those games existing. For sure. Um, and then, uh, what would be your favorite movie or franchise? Favorite movie franchise would probably be uh, the original Star Wars. You know, Episode Four, Five, and Six. Um, definitely my favorite franchise just seeing what they're doing with it now i'm like super geeked out over what's happening now uh but but the original three nice yeah you really can't go wrong and then um i think i know but i kind of want to hear you say but like what is your favorite music group or band i mean you already know what my favorite band is uh deftones for sure bro so that's just that's just number one all the way even though you're judging the fuck out of me right now (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit, bro. I, mean, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm going to get a Deftones tattoo. That's how de- that's how dedicated I am, bro. Yeah. All the way. No, my brothers on will my appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? The Chino's face on your left ass cheek. <laughs> Why not? I, I, that's the only place it should be. Yeah, and on the right side, you can put isn't good live. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, the knife's in already. I know, I know, but that's awesome, man. Yeah, Deftones is an incredible band. It is always fun to you know talk about them and their incredible discography. But uh, you know, besides that, you know, how's your week been so far, man? Uh, today, uh, this week in general, busy, bro. Like you already know with our with our work schedule, um, but just every day has been something. Today we had a, a whole uh, a manager kind of get together. Today, uh, yesterday was my birthday. Obviously, we all hung out, did some things, and uh, had lunch, which was great. My mom came down, hung out with the kids. Uh, just every day has been something, you know. Uh, Tuesday, me and you were out with with Danielle, like so. It's just been crazy. Work, work has been crazy. Personal life, just busy. But I yeah. really, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, man, your your schedule is definitely booked for sure. And then um, what you do outside of work too. It's just it's. It's pretty nuts, but for people who are unfamiliar, obviously, you know, company doesn't matter. But like, what is your role in in, in your career? Uh, so I just recently got promoted to district manager, so I get to boss your ass around, which is pretty fucking nice. Because <laughs> no matter no matter how many times you tell me "fuck you, bitch," I still I get to write you up if, if you don't listen. So that, you know, that's, that's, that's the best part. That's the best part. Yeah, no, it is crazy that, you know, for everyone listening, yeah, he's my boss now. We've been coworkers, you know, and friends for three years, literally next week I've been with the company. Um, But, you know, to your credit, you know, I'm very happy to say this, like you've made the transition into a leadership role so easy. I know um, I was 
I tell people like, I know when my friend's calling and I know when my boss is calling me. And I think that's actually remarkable because I feel like some people have a hard time uh, differentiating the two. So yeah, dude, you've definitely uh, made your mark in that role so far. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was pretty smooth because, you know, like I was a part of the team and everything. So I'm familiar with everybody and the territories and everybody. And I mean, just you guys in general, man, you guys made it easy for me. So what the transition wasn't hard at all. Yeah. I couldn't be happier to have you. And, and, you know, as you put it, yeah, this week's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, we've, we've been working together this week for the most part. Um, it was really cool to celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday again. Uh, it was really nice to get everyone together to have a nice lunch and obviously your night was sure. pretty awesome too. Thank you. Um, yeah. no, you're welcome, man. Um, other than that, uh, Pokemon snaps on the Nintendo switch from the N- N64. So I was playing that actually before we started recording, I was playing guitar yeah. earlier. So yeah, just kind of a, busy week went on a date monday night that was great um couldn't be happier about that uh hopefully gonna do a follow-up here soon so yeah yeah pretty pretty good week so far um yeah so that's that's great you know our weeks are busy so let's jump into some really stupid ass listener questions now because that's all the best guys, part yeah all of you guys out there are just really uh really hitting us with some tough questions so uh my uncle is still putting why are you gay so <laughs> did he know i was gonna be on <laughs> yeah it's like jesus sorry yeah. um yeah thanks kevin you fucking douche he doesn't even listen to the podcast it's like how dare you send in a question that you're not even gonna hear the answer to um, Yeah, i forgot to write down the names of the people who put this i think this might have been alex he put are we foot guys so that's great no <laughs> um i you know oh shit. i try i okay I should, I mean, I'm not, not my own feet, obviously, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the girl I'm, I'm dating right now, um, she has a problem with me grabbing her feet and she has beautiful feet, man. I'm, not that I have a, a foot fetish or nothing, but I can appreciate a nice fucking foot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, those, are, those are some fucking sexy toes, bro. You know, I can appreciate when the, when the toes are done, the, you know, the nails are polished and everything. And I don't mind just getting a bumper and buffing those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I am a fucking guy. I don't have a fetish. I think, like, I don't go to bed with like a pair of socks or anything, but <laughs> you know, I like a good foot. Holy shit. I'm fucking dead, dude. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> oh Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. You know dude. who you are, baby. Yeah. Come here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um my friend from canada rory put this he's probably not gonna listen to this either fucking bitch but he said why am i a bitch so that's good yeah damn yeah so really answer the the question though (laughs) i don't know why i'm a bitch i don't know why he says that i think he's mad because i'm better at halo than everyone so that's a maybe he's just buttered that's a a reason yeah it's a good reason um i really like this question i I think uh eric might have put this i don't remember but what is our estimated poop times oh that's for me, fuck, bro. The shit's halfway out before I even sit down, bro. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Serious. I'm not playing. My my metabolism is fast. So I sit down and boom, it's out. Like, I'll walk out. People are like, you took a shit? Like, yeah. I had time to wipe and everything. <laughs> quick, bro. Dude, Super quick. I can't even count how many phone calls we've had. And you're like flushing the toilet. I'm like, you were shitting? And you're, and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that was so fast. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the best time is like six in the morning in Albertsons when, when Pablo just cleaned the fucking bathroom. <laughs> and it's just, it's nice and cold. You sit down, like even, even with the little sanitary things, like it's still chilly. Like, yeah, it's the best, bro. Love well, shit like, in the grocery stores. 
I'm the opposite. I sit there and I'll start watching like YouTube videos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fall asleep and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why is it somebody snoring in the bathroom? So I'm like, oh, sorry, motherfucker. I passed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my friend, uh, Steven, who I've known on Xbox, I've actually never met him in person, I've, but I've known this guy since probably like 2015. Uh, he said, what have you become? So <laughs> what have you become? I don't know. Um, I feel that's like a personal attack. Damn, Steven. Like, damn. Like, it, it sounds like it sounds like it, it sounds like he's going through his own personal thing. Like, he's thinking about himself. Like, damn, what if what if I become what do these motherfuckers become? Fuck that. That's true. You know, that's what happens when you live in L.A. You know, you probably fucking hate yourself because that's where yeah. that motherfucker lives. Um, uh, don't kill yourself, bro. Yeah. Shout out to that bitch. Miss you, dude. Uh, <laughs> okay. OK. And then we got a generic question. I don't remember who put this, but what's your favorite color? Uh, uh, blue. Yeah, blue. Yeah, all the way, man. I was gonna say blue or black is gonna be something sports related. I felt, you know, like for sure, you know, Dodgers. Yeah, pretty uh, much green. It's my last name. It's my eye color. It's uh, you know, Master Chiefs green. It's it's so cheesy. Yeah, green's legit. Can't go wrong. No. Uh, my cousin Saul, my cousin Sal from Saul's Halls says, "When from they, where? His company is called Saul's Halls." Saul's Halls. He's gonna be hearing this too. <laughs> Man, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna start busting a freestyle out of that shit. Saul's Halls was playing with his balls. Like just, just yo, yo, he said that. I told him, like, let's make a promo for the podcast. And he's like, Yeah, Saul's Halls gets all the balls. <laughs> yeah, you should, bro. Get a tagline going. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, fuck you, Sal. Uh he said, When making <laughs> breakfast, why do you cook more for yourself than your guests? So oh, be- oh okay. Go ahead. So he came over to help us out. This dude is really good at uh, woodwork. His his work is incredible. I post it uh, sometimes on my stories. Um, he came over to help us out. And I was cooking breakfast for everyone and my brother, you know, my family. And I made myself, you know, they were little breakfast burritos, but I made myself two. And I only gave him yeah, one yeah. on his plate. And I, I didn't like think like, oh, fuck him. I'm going to give myself more. It just yeah. it, it just happened. And that fool is still holding on to that till his day. He'll never forget it. So. I mean, it must have been a good fucking burrito, you know? It's actually what I had for dinner tonight. It was fucking delicious. Nice. So, yeah, thank you for everyone submitting these ridiculous questions. Um, Joe took the foot one and really ran with it, so I really appreciate that. That was, like, some of the funniest shit I've heard in God knows how long. Um, Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because we've kind of, you know, we've kind of talked about, it, um, you know, while we're at work or just hanging out, but we've never really dived into it. And then I've obviously talked to you about me doing a podcast and, you know, you used to do radio. So, you know, can you kind of tell everyone and, and me, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say, like what got you into radio and how long did you do it for? Um, I got into it like after high school, it was something that was like kind of just like kind of fate. I, you know, I graduated and I was working at Target at the time and I was like unsure of like what I really wanted to do. So I was going to, to uh, the community college, just take, just taking like the general classes. And I knew it was something with music, bro. You know how passionate I am with music. So yeah. I, I knew something, something with music is what I wanted to do. I just didn't really know what. And I was driving on the freeway and this commercial comes on for this uh, trade school called the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting. And I heard this this commercial, it's like a 30 second commercial. And I'm like, it just popped in my head, like, damn, radio, like that shit would actually be pretty tight. And just growing up, I've always been into radio in general. Like I was that nerdy kid 
who called in to be caller 10. I knew all the DJs names. I knew the air personalities names. I knew like the people who were do like promotions. Like I would go to the station to get free shit. Like I was a fan of radio. So when that commercial came on, I'm like, fuck, like it's just kind of like the light just turned on, you know? So I went like the next week and I, I went to the school. It was in Huntington beach. Uh, what still is actually. So nice. I went over there, just walked in, just, just myself, just thinking of like what I wanted to do with my life. I went in and I sat down with like their counselor or whatever. And she went over all the information and said, it's, it's an eight month course. They have job placement after, you know, you'll learn production. You'll, you'll learn on-air techniques. You'll learn how to like do splicing with old like cartridges. Like, I mean, it was real old school, but they teach you like new school ways. Um, so I said, fuck it. I took out a loan and I, and I did it. I, I dropped out of the community college I was going to, and I just went straight to this school. So I did this school, you know, it's a whole eight month course, like I said, and um, I get to the, the job placement part and it was, I was sitting in a room with me and three of the other students that attended and the lady, her name was Doreen. I'll, I'll never forget her. And she goes, okay, I want you guys to write down the three stations you guys want to work at. Said, okay. So I wrote down number one for me was power 106 because I was big hip hop person. And that, that was my favorite station. I knew every personality, every DJ, I knew the time slots that they, I just knew everything. I was a fucking geek with radio. So I put down power 106. And I think at the time, the next one was like the beat 92.3. And then I think K rock. So I give her my list and she looks at me. She goes, okay, Joe, I need you to put realistic stations. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? She goes, well, yeah, like nobody just gets a job at Power 106. Like you have to start small market. You know, you have to go to like Palm Springs or you have to go to Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I, I didn't really know. I just put Palm Springs and whatever the fuck else. So later on, like the following week, um, I just took my ass down to the fucking station in Burbank. And I said, fuck it. I'm just going to go. This was back in the day when you used to go to jobs to apply. There was no online shit. I'm, I'm old, bro. You have to go somewhere, yeah. put in an application, and, and hope for the best. So I went. I went all the way to Burbank. I was living in um, Anaheim at the time. I went all the way to Burbank. And I had been there before because I had, I had one shit before. So I knew where the station was. I had picked up like tickets and other stupid shit. So I went there, went up to the eighth floor, went to the receptionist, and I asked for an application. So I sat down right there and I'm filling out this application and a guy walks in the hallway and I knew who he was. I never met him, but I, I knew who he was. His name was Biff, like fucking the dude from Back to the Future. Like there's yeah. real people named fucking Biff. <laughs> and I seen him and he looks and he looks at me. He's walking in the hallway and he stops and he looks at me and I said, what's up, Biff? And he's like, you know me? And I go, I don't know you personally, but I know who you are. And he's like, how do you know who I am? I was like, because you're on the website. I go, you, you run the, the promotions department. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm filling out an application for your department. I want to work for Power on Six. And he's like, I'll give you an interview right now. I'm like, okay. So we walk into the, into the studio in the back room, sits me down and he goes over just generic interview, typical questions. You know, what are you looking for? And you know, what kind of pay do you expect? Just typical shit. He goes, you know what? Cool. He's like, I'm going to do, uh, they have to do like on-site interviews because obviously the, the department I was trying to get was like promotions. This is like going there to like uh, host events. So they want to see that you're a people person. You can be on the microphone and talk in front of crowds of people. He goes, I'm going to call you next week to set something up. I go, all right, cool. So he did. He called me. 
And he said, hey, come down to Burbank. We're going to have a, a, another interview, your second interview, and we'll go from there. So I went. We go to the station, and we there's a fucking bus in front of the station, a big old, like, giant Power 106 bus. It's like 30 of us that get on this bus. And I'm like, where the fuck are we going? It drives us to a park down the street and we all get off and we're like walking in this park and there's like benches and there's already other people there, like just random people, people that know about it, but people like, like what the fuck is going on? So we all, all 20 of the people who applied, we all sit down and then he gets in front of everybody. He says, look, he's like, this is, this is the, this is the interview. I'm going to give you a microphone. I'm going to call each person up individually. And I'm going to give you a scenario. I'm going to say you're on stage at one of the biggest concerts in LA, but you have to host for like five to 10 minutes. Go. What do you say? What do you do? So everyone's kind of like, oh shit. I had a little help though, because I had a friend who, who had the same interview two days before. So he gave me a heads up on like what the actual interview was. So I had already thought of like what I was going to do, the things I was going to say, um, so I wasn't so much on the spot. So each person got called up, had to go up in front of this group of 20 people, plus the like 10 to 15 people that were there to like put on that extra added pressure. You know what I mean? So every, everybody did it. I did it. I, I did my thing. And then I got hired, uh, like two or three days, like two or three days later, he called me and he offered me the job. So I was fucking stoked. I'm like, I got a fucking job at Power on the Six. Like I was, I was fucking stoked. So then, so the next day I had to go to, uh, back to the radio school. Um, I was, I, I had already graduated from the school, but I, and I actually took a part-time job there as a counselor. So I, now I was working there and I was helping other students. So I went there and I walked into the lady's office, Doreen, and I said, Hey, I got a job in radio. And she says, Oh, great. Where at what station? And I said, power 106. And she just like looked at me like, and didn't say anything. And I said, you know, it might be a good idea to not tell people that they shouldn't go for what they want, because I guess if you really, really want it, it can happen. And she was just like, well, I'm proud of you. Good job. And I just like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> how do you tell, how do you, how do you tell somebody that? Like, you know what I mean? Like with, with our job, look at our job, bro. You, if you think small, you get small. If you think big, you going to get fucking big. Yeah. So I <clears> think it was like the biggest up yours that I got to tell her that. And then after that, I, I quit, I quit the job working there at the, at the radio school. I was like, fuck this. And I took my position there um, at the station. Uh, and then working there, uh, I worked there, I think from like, fuck man, 2004 or five, 2004, I think. And I worked there for like a good six, seven years um, doing different jobs. Like after a while, like I started doing, uh, production, which is what I really wanted to do. Uh, yeah. and then like actually running their, their board. So, you know, running the on-air, um, it's called a board operator, right? But basically running, running the board, running for board for the DJs, controlling the songs, the commercials and, and all the imaging that's in between each take. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, man, uh, it was a really great experience. That's what kind of got me into DJing also. But yeah. I mean, aside that, like it was, it was a good run, man. Like I, I definitely learned a lot and it was probably the, some of the funnest times I've ever had in my life for sure. Yeah, but man. That's, that's even a, a word. It's, 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 it's funnest, the fucking word. I'm like, it's funnest, <laughs> one of the funnest times. I don't know. Whatever. He's had too many shots, everybody. Uh, for sure. I think that's awesome, man. And, you know, I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it while you were talking, but yeah, I think like, that's like the biggest thing about 
pretty much any, uh, anything, especially in the entertainment industry, uh, is you have to aim high. You know, I think about the podcast is called It Just Works, and it's it's kind of poking fun at a gentleman who at a presentation said it just works in his video game, and then it came out broken. But that guy's name is Todd Howard, and he actually got the job that he has now where he runs the company, basically, uh, because he went to their studio and he showed them what he could do with their games and stuff. And they hired him. And now he literally is the director, the creative director of the studio. So it's like, yeah. you know, hearing your story was incredible because it, it is like that. You know, back in the day, you had to really show yourself. You couldn't hide behind the Internet and just oh, cool, they got a great resume, so let's check them out. Like, no, you had to have a fucking personality. You had to show it. You know, that's why it's very smaller compared to that, but it's like when I was, uh, I think it was 19, so it was 2011, 2012, or 2012. I've always wanted a job at GameStop, obviously, right? Who doesn't if they play video games? Um, Regardless of what you hear, you're like, I still want to fucking work there. So I was working at Superior Grocers. Um, Shout out to my cousin, who's never going to hear this, but he got me the job there out of high school. Um, so I went to go apply at GameStop, but I walked in, you know, wearing shirt and tie and I had, uh, used to have secret shoppers. I'm sure you've heard about that in grocery, um, where corporate comes in and they act like shoppers. And I had like perfect reviews across the board. So I printed out my resume and the secret shopper reviews and the store manager hired me on the spot because I walked in and introduced myself and answered video game questions and showed my work or my career so far. So it's like, it is also very satisfying for you to have that opportunity to talk to Biff, show what you know about. He's like, dude, this guy's fucking legit. Let's get him in for a second interview. And then sure you had some, you know, help, but you know, your personality still is what got you that job. You know, the help is obviously great, but if you didn't have that personality, the help ain't going to mean shit. So it's, uh, it's really badass to hear that story. And um, I forgot how long that you actually did do it for, you know, in the time. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, it was a long time ago, bro. I I think I did it longer than that. I really don't remember, but it's funny because out of the 20 people that interviewed only three got hired and it was literally the guy sitting to the left of me and the guy sitting to the right of me. Like we were the only three that got hired out of everybody. And um, both of them, I, I still keep in touch with I, a few people, those two specifically, like one of them, his name is, uh, Mondo. He goes by Mondo Fresco. Mm-hmm. He has his own, uh, podcast platform. It's called hub wave media. Like he, he's doing crazy shit in LA. And then my other buddy, uh, DJ Los, he still DJs on the radio. He DJs for Apple music. Like he, it's just a constant, like he's a big time DJ in LA and everything. So these guys are, they're, they're still out there grinding. Yeah, shout out to them. They sound like great guys too. Um, do you happen to keep in touch with anyone else at the you know the station, or uh, was that just so long? Ago um, you fell out of a, a couple, a couple people. Yeah, like one of my actual good buddies is I, I, I see pretty frequently. He's another one of my DJ friends that um, uh, we we chat from now from now and then. Um, so yeah, just just a just a select few, mostly mostly those three. Um, but there's a couple other ones that I like, kind of like, kind of just like keep up with on Instagram, just to kind of see how they're doing and check in from time to time. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And um, I kind of wanted to throw it on you in the moment, but we'll get to that later. But I did want to actually talk about um, some pop culture stuff when we're done um, more specifically Obi-Wan, but um, just kind of, we'll touch on that. But when it comes to DJing, so you mentioned you do that, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone listening, I obviously know you do that. And I think you do a fucking awesome job of it. But like, where did you find your passion when it comes to DJing? Like, obviously some of it, obviously a lot of it's at the radio station, but when it comes to actually, you know, being a DJ, like what about it really draws yeah. you to it? Well, 
obviously music is like first and foremost, bro. I feel like I had a really, really uh, privileged upbringing as far as music goes. Both my parents are have different tastes in music, but just the music that they listen to, I'm just a big fan of in general. So like I had my dad listening to music like classic rock. Um, Santana is like his all time favorite band, you know? So like a lot of classic rock, a lot of funk, a lot of old school. And then I had my mom who was like heavy into Michael Jackson, 80s, a little more hip hop and R&B. So I had like such a crazy blend um, of music growing up that I just grew an appreciation for it at an early age. Um, DJing for me started started, uh, a little bit later. Like I didn't start actually DJing until I was already working at the radio station. Um, I got into it because as you know, my brother, DJs he was DJing when we were in high school oh, okay so <clears throat> yeah it was his thing to like to, to DJ and my thing was more like the mic like the hype guy kind of thing oh, okay um so that's where that's where the whole radio thing kind of like took place to the school because when he went to DJ I would go with him and I'd be the one on the mic he'd be on the turntable you know um so once he he joined the military right out of high school he left he was gone. He, he went in the Navy and he was gone. He left all his equipment. All his equipment was at my mom's house. Yeah. So I fucked, I fucked around with it. You know, like I would turn it on and I would throw some records on and I would not take it serious. I would just mess around, just try mixing. And I was like, damn, it's just actually pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Have some so I just started to do it. Yeah. I was just having fun. Then when I got hired at the radio station, I just learned that if you take on like multiple roles, you can, you can rise up a lot faster. So for, for me at the time, when I started working there, my thing was like, I want to be the guy on the mic. I want to be the guy introducing songs. I want to be the guy uh, interviewing artists. That's what I wanted to do. And I thought, if I start DJing, I can also be the one who DJs at the station, who also interviews. Like I was like, I could do a lot more with this. And then there's also events. I could, instead of just hosting events, I could fucking DJ the events. Yeah. So while my brother was gone, I took advantage of all his fucking equipment and just practice i just practice and practice i started doing like my own mobile gigs and just saving enough money to where i bought my own turntables then i bought my own fucking techniques which in my opinion are the best turntables that have ever been made and i'll probably get shot for that because there's a lot of people who like other ones but i'm sorry techniques are just the best yeah so i bought my own equipment i bought my own shit and then i just started taking it more seriously like more and more so it started it started because I really wanted to just, you know, kind of expand my skill set, you know, instead of having one thing I'm good at, have multiple things. So I so yeah, for me it started when I was in my early 20s and then I just kept going with it. Once I started getting good enough to like really promote myself, then yeah, I started doing like the clubs and and a lot more like mobile gigs, weddings, quinceañeras, all that kind of shit. Um, and then just kept it going to this day. I don't obviously do it as much as before. It's more of like a personal thing, like a, a hobby or for, for close friends or relatives, things like yeah. that. Um, but honestly, bro, like if my brother didn't do it, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it like that. It probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to think about like, you know, when your sibling does something like that and you wouldn't even like have even put a thought into it if it wasn't for them and like seeing their interest in it and seeing what they've put into it. And really just kind of finding your own way through it. Like I, um, I always, I love music. We talk about music so much. Uh, you can never stop talking about music. 
but I really do attribute like me owning a guitar and attempting to play it and write songs to my both of my brothers Eric and Chris you know Chris is a guitarist um you know he was very very honestly he could have went somewhere with it like if he really honed it like that dude knew how to play some solid ass songs uh and then Eric Eric's a drummer and Eric is fucking mind-blowing and he can hear you play any song and he'll play right there with you especially you like you're a DJ so like any of the songs he could probably fucking go to town with it so it's like it's really impressive to see them and so it got me into it so like if it wasn't for them i wouldn't listen to the music I do now and I wouldn't even be where I'm at. Like it, it is crazy yeah. what our siblings can do for us. Yeah. So that's, that's badass, man. Um, yeah. I appreciate you, you know, talking about that real quick, you know, the whole radio thing is something that I've wanted to talk to you about for a long time and we did purposely kind of save it for the podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, I think it's remarkable and uh, uh, just a testament to you as a person though, and your personality, uh, you're one of the most personable people I've ever met. So um, I thank you so much for that. And I, I do kind of want to turn yeah, this over you. to, um, you're welcome. Um, Obi-Wan, if you don't mind, I know we didn't yeah. really talk about it before the pre-show, but I actually just don't know when I'll be talking about it on the podcast. Um, I just talked to Eric about it on the phone and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Let's, you know, let's talk to Joe about it. So, you, you know, you can, uh, we can do like an overview on it. It doesn't have to be like each episode, but obviously we yeah. both just finished it. The series. You know, what are your thoughts on it as a whole, as a OG Star Star Wars fan? I mean, I I just think it it just it brings back all that nostalgia, bro. Like for me, since I do love the originals, um, to see Obi Wan and like confront Vader again and just that lightsaber battle, dude, just it put me over the top. And like, you know, I, I obviously the originals were done when they were done back in the day and if they had the type of effects or the type of um people to train on how to do these fights back then i could just i could just imagine what it what it would feel like now um i, I was stoked over it i was uh, i'm curious if they're gonna have another season sometimes you don't want it to be damaged and like just kind of let it go but i'm curious it, it left me with questions it left me with like well i know this character's still around at that time where are they at um yeah. I don't know, man. Just overall, I just, I really, I was really happy with it. Uh, the, you know, the couple parts that we, I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy with. I think we both feel the same way. Certain characters, and they're like, eh, just aren't necessary. Yeah. But um, overall, man, I, it was great. I, I, I enjoyed it, and my son really loved it too. The, the excitement that he got out of it is, is how I felt when I watched it. I wasn't into Star Wars at his age, though. I was honestly the dude that was like, man, Star Wars is fucking gay. That shit, <laughs> that fucking, fucking nerds. I was seriously that guy, bro. Like, fucking dumbasses. And I was at, I was in junior high. Yeah. I was at home watching fucking TV and this movie was on. It was on, I did not remember, it was on fucking the USA Network. And I'm sitting there watching this. It was already on and it, and it was, I didn't know this at the time, but it was Empire Strikes Back. It was the Battle of Hoth. So I'm watching this, this whole thing. I'm like, my mind, I'm like, this is kind of cool. What is this? I didn't even know it was Star Wars. I watched like a good, like 20, 30 minutes. And then it goes to a commercial break and then it comes back and I, and I was stuck, bro. I was stuck watching it. And I'm like, I don't even know what movie this is. And finally I look up the fucking TV guide because that's how old I am, TV guides. (laughs) And I look at it and it says fucking Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, fuck, I'm a fucking nerd. they, they, They fucking got me. But honestly, bro, like, I was like, I went, I, I went to the uh, video store and I rented the first one 
I rented the second one and I rented the third one. I watched all three of them like in a weekend. I'm like, I'm stuck on this, dude. Like, this is actually pretty tight. So I'm glad. I'm happy with Hobie one. I'm happy with them taking it back to like, you know, old stories. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the entire season was cool. It definitely has its issues. And, you know, we've kind of talked about that with like the Princess Leia chase scenes. And then, you know, just the the character of Reva, you know, like she just, you know, nothing against the actress. Yeah. It, you know, she did a great job. She did her job. But it's also yeah. like, what's the fucking point of having the Grand Inquisitor here if he could have done the exact same thing? He could have went for Luke, you know, he because he, in the in the graphic novels, he fights Vader. Like he wants to overthrow Vader. So it would have made sense for him yeah. to be the character to seek out yeah. everyone, seek out Luke. So it's just it's just kind of annoying that they did that. It seems like a waste, but everything really paid off with this last episode, which is what you're talking about with that uh, yeah. battle between Vader and Obi Wan. And then yeah. when he when he starts fucking him up, and he you know breaks open his mask, and he and he realizes it's Anakin behind it. It's a, he's finally accepting that Anakin is the man in the suit. And yeah. you know when he says Anakin, I'm sorry, like I. You know, I obviously watched the originals, but I didn't grow up with them. You know, I grew up with the prequels, yeah. technically. You know, those were in theaters. And, you know, having been such a huge fan of Revenge of the Sith and kind of being heartbroken by how it played out because I was just a kid, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, seeing him say, like, Anakin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for everything. Like, dude, that shit made me tear up so fucking quick. It was unreal. And I was kind of proud of the show for that, though. Like, I've never really felt that way about anything. Like, it hit me so quick um so yeah. they just they did an incredible job with that and obviously we have Qui-Gon at the end um you know so that was really cool to see him I feel like that's kind of a waste at the same time if they don't do a second season uh you know it's kind well, of well he probably he probably he probably cost too much fucking money to have him in there you know Liam Neeson's too busy making taking 20 so <laughs> yeah you know he's still his daughter's still getting kidnapped like you dumb bitch why don't you stop going on a fucking vacation yeah. Jesus I, Christ I don't know who you are, but I have a particular set of ectoplasm that I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. I have this particular fucking wheelchair. Get over it, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking force ghost over here killing people. Um, but yeah, no, I just I wanted to bring it up real quick because, like I said, I don't know when I'll be talking about it. And, you know, you yeah. know you've been talking about the whole season so far. Uh, I think it's yeah. fantastic um, to kind of wrap things up with uh, Obi-Wan and then the show itself. You know, between Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, where do you really uh, kind of see where it places between the three? um i know it's kind of a tough probably one. no not really i mean i i'd say mandalorian is the one that i probably geek out over the most um boba fett was cool i did feel a little let down i just didn't feel like it had just it didn't it didn't hit as hard as mandalorian i i definitely like obi-wan more than the book of boba fett personally for me um yeah. but i am kind of stoked to watch the andor series like that looks really good i liked his character in Rogue One, like that dude's character, I'm like, I even said it when I watched it, like that dude needs a fucking show. Like his character itself can have so many different storylines. Well, it's kind of something you and me have talked about lately too, though. Is like they seem to finally figure it out that like the prequels and the original trilogy timeline is like where they need to start making their shows. So between yeah. three, between three and four, really seems to be their their solid ground on you know making this type of TV. So. Uh, yeah, between Andor and Ahsoka eventually coming out, Ahsoka is going to have all the that Rebels too. characters. Yeah, that so too. I mean, I'm a big fan of of the Rebels show, the series, and the Clone Wars. Um, so yeah, man, any characters that they bring from the cartoons, like I'm all about. Dude, Ahsoka was great when she finally came out. I'm glad she's getting her own show. Yeah, so definitely a lot of cool shit. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for you today. Um, 
I really appreciate you coming on, dude. I, it means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm so glad you're able to make time for this with your incredibly busy week. So um, no worries, man. I think a lot of people are going to love what you have to say, and I'm excited to continue to have you on the show. Um, definitely going to have to be a reoccurring guest here. Uh, I think we got to do that. We got to do that. Deftones, man, that Deftones episode. Let me know. Yeah. Um, I keep pushing it Go off because I, I have to listen to that entire discography and I'm fucking Fuck you, man. <laughs> that's good shit. I know. I know. I'm just stuck in my metal core shit. I got to get out of that fucking scene. Um, but yeah, man. So thank you guys so much for listening to the it just works podcast. Thank you, Joe, for being on the show and we will see you guys hey, on the next episode. Bye. your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.